there and welcome to Wrongways Columbia Cast with me, Brendan Wrongway Corrigan. Now, amidst all the coronavirus news these days, you'd be forgiven for thinking there's very little else happening in the world. In some ways, that's true, but thankfully not totally so. One piece of news that caught our attention came from the Financial Times, where it published in association with Statista a ranking of 500 fast-growing companies in the Americas. 31 of those were from Colombia, as many as the rest of Latin America put together. Of those 31, 12 were from Bogota, making it the city with the highest number in Latin America. So while there are caveats to the ranking, for one, it's reliant on companies voluntarily taking part, it does nonetheless paint the Colombian capital in a positive light when it comes to entrepreneurship. Joining me to talk a little more about what, supposedly anyway, makes Bogota attractive for business is Diana Gaviria, the executive director of Connect Bogota. Uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us, Diana. I might have caught you uh, unawares. I think there was a bit of miscommunication, but I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's 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 I I it's very interesting to be here speaking with you in English um, to an Amer- to an American and British and European audience. And of course, we're always um, happy to share any information we can about our city and our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Yeah, well, of course, our audience comes from, indeed, all over the world. Um, But first of all, can you tell us a a little bit about um, Bogota Connect and what exactly you do? Well, Bogota Connect is a unique network of uh, organizations, 24 universities and 30 um, large corporations and business associations that came together um, almost 10 years ago to um, promote, accelerate innovation and entrepreneurship in Bogota. And we're modeled after an organization in San Diego, California, called um, San Diego Connect, which was uh, in many ways responsible for helping San Diego turn around 20 years ago and make it a science and tech hub, which it is right now. So our um, objective is to make Bogota the most innovative um, city in Latin America. You talked about making Bogota more innovative and, and cutting down maybe on on all the, the red tape that's needed. And the headline in the Financial Times that I mentioned in the introduction, it was Colombia's move to cut red tape pays off for entrepreneurs. Now, from a straw poll I did of foreigners who have opened businesses here in the last 12 months, all of them said it was a pretty straightforward move to open up a business. These were all, I have to say, in the food and beverage sector. But for many people outside of Colombia, and even a good number here in Colombia and in Bogota, that just doesn't seem to make sense. There's a perception that Colombia and Latin America in general is way behind the developed world when it comes to efficient bureaucracy. Uh, is it a case then of money talks, that if you're a foreigner and you have money here, it'll open up? Or, or what has changed in, in the years since uh, Bogota Connect came into being? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure that you can um, attribute uh, fast-growing companies to red tape, because red tape is just basically the possibility of establishing a business. And I think what um, the Financial Times might be alluding to is the fact that Colombia and in particularly Bogota has made uh, a lot of uh, steps to facilitate opening up businesses. But um, the Financial Times ranking or, or, or analysis of the fastest growing businesses, I think, has to do more with our entrepreneurial spirit. And it has to do more with the fact that there's been a booming entrepreneurial um, ecosystem in the last 10 years, 
which accounts for many, many interesting startups coming into the scene. And um, and those that have come into the scene, um, the possibility of growing fast next to corporates. I think it has to do more with that and to the fact that many of our um, companies in Bogota are actually what you would coin in Spanish multilatinas, which means that they've been able to very successfully grow outside of Colombia into the Andean region and into Mexico. So then what makes Bogota attractive, if we leave the red tape out of it for, for one second? Uh, why are people coming here? Are Number one, I'm talking from a, um, an expat point of view, but locally as well, what makes it easier perhaps than other cities? Well, I think undoubtedly Bogota is known for its talent and um and talent is the key word for the current and for the future economies. And um, Bogota has one of the most, um, it has 119 higher uh, education institutions. And so it's it's very easy to come by very, very good um, people um, at, at for reasonable wages. And uh, people are very resilient, creative. And I think it's also very interesting that um, there's, there's, I mean, there's been this whole, because of the growth of many um, startups such as Rappi and others, like one of the startups that's highlighted in the Financial Times study is um, Zinobe, which which actually is run by a Colombian and a, a British citizen. And I think what they find is that there's a lot of space for creativity and for innovation to flourish and to find the teams necessary to put um these uh, companies, in, not only into operation, but also to grow them fast. Now, of course, it's not by chance uh, this has happened. So it's obviously come from, from government changes and, and encouraging all this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, what's interesting is a lot of people don't know, but I would say that, that what's happening is that there's a growing collaboration between the private and the public sector in Bogota, which is something unbeknownst to many people. Um, for the last 10 years, we've had uh, the growth of at least 30 or 40 um, indicators and accelerators. And we've, um, uh, with the national government, have um, uh, created a lot of programs to help out uh, different companies, different startups. And I think those are initiatives that are paying off right now. And I know in that Financial Times uh, article, you gave credit to Juan Manuel Santos for, for getting the ball rolling in that sense in terms of uh, Bogota and Colombia in general uh, opening up and uh, being more receptive to these kind of businesses. Uh, that's continued, I imagine, with Duque and his focus. Does the orange economy link into this as well? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, what what you have to um, you know credit Juan Manuel Santos is for having created... Uh, uh, a national agency for innovation called Impulsa and for strengthening the Ministry of um, Internet and Technologies and Communications with many of their entrepreneurship programs. But then if you add into the equation that for the first time in Colombia's history, perhaps you have a president like Duque, who not only understands the world of the creative economies and innovation, but is also, um, you know, he makes all his ministers and, and cabinet members um, you know, actually develop concrete programs in this area, well, then, of course, um, that moves things forward. And I think that uh, gives a lot of confidence to 
international businesses to set up shop. Um, they find this to be a friendly environment. And if you add to that the enormous talent we have and um, a relative sophistication of of businesses and of the markets, a growing middle class market. I mean, until this COVID situation, we we had. Um, you know, a, a, a very a large growing middle class. And I think that all makes um, the development of businesses much easier. Not that I want to get too much into the inequalities in Bogota and in Colombia in general, but of course, there are still a lot of uh, inequalities there in terms of financial inequality and you've the three worlds in one. But I do certainly agree that uh, the middle class since my time being here, I first came here to live in 2011, you can see, I think, a, certainly a rising middle class. What happens with, with coronavirus and, um, and the fallout from that, we'll have to, to wait and see. But would it be true? I know you mentioned, obviously, a, a, a well-educated um, and industrious local workforce. But has the impulse come more from outside th- than inside in terms of putting Bogota up in the high rank of being a good place to do business, that it's more outside investment? Well, I think it's both, actually. Um, we do have one of the highest uh, growing rates of foreign investment in Latin America, um, as attested to by um, Invest in Bogota, the investment agency. But I think what you also have is that you have a robust um, a, a local a business sector who has um, actually become the platform for growth for many companies in uh, in the Andean region and in Mexico. So I think it's a combination of both. Uh, uh, it's, it's, um, and I think the uh, foreign multinational companies find um, many ways to grow, but I think also um, there's a local growing um, uh, scene of, of businesses and of startups. Yeah, of course, one thing that you, you need uh, capital to get things moving, no matter what and where you come from, and no matter what business you're going to set up. And that can be an issue for especially for locals here, because if you come maybe from the outside with dollars in your back pocket or euros or, or whatever, it'll go a lot longer here, last a lot longer in Colombia. But for locals on the ground, getting credit is difficult. It is. It is. It can be. It can be. Um, I, I think we've seen, though, in the last two or three years that Banks are more receptive, um, and there's been several um, entrepreneurs that have actually it's Inoue for one, the, one of the fastest growing ones in in the in the ranking, and um, is precisely to to loan out to people, and so it is very complex, um, and yet we have a strong financial sector, and I think steps in the fintech scene, and so what that's showing you is that. Um, I think the, both the government and the private sector will be moving in that direction in the current situation. Yeah, um, I, I lost you a little bit there. The connection went out a bit, but I, I got the gist of what, what you said. But I mean, and I think maybe you were focusing on this as well, that Bogota as, as a center in terms of for, for Internet startups and companies like that, that maybe don't need feet on the ground and bums on seats to go into offices like that is obviously something you'll be looking to create in the years to come because who knows what the world's going to look like post covid or should we say maybe living with the covid yeah well i think there's if you look at all the the recent information coming out uh we're seeing a a, a you know an expansion of e-commerce of Colombians in general are very open to the internet and 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 very avid to purchase 
things on e-commerce. I think that we've seen the growth of fintechs. So, so, so yes, we should be expecting a change in scene. And obviously, retail logistics and fintech will become very important, as well as edtech. There's a big challenge in edtech that we need to um, sort out, especially, as you mentioned, for um, new populations that don't have access to Internet or computers. And so I think what we'll be seeing now is all that creativity put to use so that new businesses and new opportunities come about. I'm guessing, like anyone, uh, Diana, and especially with, with the organization you're working with, though, there must be a big fear that uh, coronavirus will will completely just wreck all the progress that's been made in the last 10 years, especially for a developing country like Colombia. Are you pretty confident that the measures being taken at the moment will leave Colombia in the next, we'll say, year or two years, who knows, but it will come out of it pretty, pretty okay? Well, I don't think anyone can predict what can happen. I think it would be responsible to do so. Um, what, what we do know is that we're very lucky to have a, a, a good president, a good mayor. Um, we're very lucky um, that they have been trying to do their best to contain um, the outbreak, um, that it's relatively well managed compared to some of our neighbors. Um, we do have a very uh, strict fiscal and monetary policies, and obviously the government will have to be investing um, more to, to reboot the economy. But one of the things that we've always had, precisely talking about the original question you posed, is that we do have good talent, and um, fortunately we have good people in the government. And whereas, you know, not everybody in the government um, you know, maybe has, uh, has you know, these technical capacities. I think we can say that our leadership in our main cities um, is, is relatively qualified and, and they should be able to be making the best decisions under these very complex circumstances. Uh, speaking of Bogota specifically then as well, uh, because obviously in many ways it has some sort of independence, uh, kind of like a semi-autonomous uh, city state, uh, has the arrival of Claudia Lopez as mayor, has things continued as normal or have you seen changes, whether good or bad? No, no. In fact, um, we've been very happy with Claudia Lopez's um, um Emphasis on on on, on uh, education, on higher education. She has an excellent secretary of of Devel economic development, Carolina Duran, who actually ran a startup accelerator before arriving. Um, and Carolina's team, and in general, very competent people. Um, Claudia chose to be in, in important posts, so we're we're very happy that. Um, that, that we've been able to work with her team, and I think they've felt uh, big support. Like, for example, one of the things that we've been working on is an open innovation challenge to um, help identify best startups, companies, and university solutions in monitoring, tracing, and early detection. And all these types of programs, we've been working with uh, Claudia Durán's, I mean, Carolina Durán's team. So okay. actually, it's been a good marriage, both, both with the national government we work a lot with Impulsa and with the city government. And I think that's one of the, the keys to that you were asking, well, what, what's the secret sauce of, of Bogota's, um, you know, growing economic um, development? One is not only the talent, but we also have a lot of solid institutions, private and public in place that are working together to really help out and open and pave the road um, 
to to help businesses grow. Okay. Uh, a question maybe I'm not sure will you be able to answer this, but I'm just curious. Um, for example, and I'll stick to a stereotype here, uh, which is completely hypothetical uh, because uh, the business I'm talking about opening in this current coronavirus crisis would be stupid. But if I wanted to open an Irish pub, I am Irish. Um, like, what, what are the, the steps? If you if you've found the, the place you wanted to, to, to open the business and then what, what, what do you go through? Or is that something you can answer? Well, um, it, it's actually quite relatively fast to, to open up at the Chamber of Commerce. And I think that's one of the red tapes they're saying. I think it's, it now takes about three to five days to open up a, a business in Bogota. But, of course, you know, uh, setting up a business is more than just, um, you know, signing up to set up a business or establishing an LLC or, or, or a small company. It has to do more with the viability, the market validation, um, and of course, in these times, as you say, well, an Irish pub would be one of the last things that would be opening up. But uh, <laughs> but if it were, if we were in pre-COVID times, I think it would have to do more with um, how open and, and interested people would be in, in, in your business idea more than the actual um, paperwork that it would need to open up. Um, well, of course, yeah, but, but my, yeah, my, my question more in the point that you said it takes about three to four days. So comparably speaking, I mean, I know some in some countries, I think, well, Venezuela probably doesn't even worth mentioning, but other Latin American countries could take up to 20 days to get a business uh, off the ground in terms of the paperwork. So Bogota compares obviously very well in that regard. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, leaving aside uh, an Irish pub, are there other businesses that maybe you feel in your position that Bogota is lacking at the minute and there are opportunities that are kind of irrelevant to whatever happens with the coronavirus and the fallout, that things that are needed in the city? Well, I, well why don't we just refer to what is needed now that we have, um, you know, this situation? I think, um, you know, anything that's that has to do with food and beverages, health, um, psychological treatments, retail, logistics. Um, it, I, I think there's a lot of uh, entertainment. I think there'll be a lot of uh, new growing fields, ed tech, that will be needed more so. Um, and, and basically, I think many, many companies will have to rethink themselves completely um, to do so innovatively and find um, a new way to grow. Of course, it'll be very, very challenging for many, many companies and um, many won't survive. But those that do will be able to do so because they've found new business models and new ways to grow in very creative ways. I mean, does your organization look after or offer support for, for all types? I mean, not just maybe the, the kind of newfangled businesses and people coming from the exterior with, with great ideas and startups. But like also, for example, because I wrote a story in my blog in El Tiempo about the, the Barrio Tienda. Now, obviously, they're suffering a lot because they can't have customers inside. So on about new innovative ways, th these are businesses that will have to find a new way to survive. Well, we, we help out. Um, like, for example, we're now developing a program with the government of Cundinamarca to help out 120 small businesses develop new products and that was something that we started before um, the situation and is still ongoing but in general uh, we do not go in and help uh, small and medium businesses unless we were running a government program uh, our focus is more to help large corporations 
um, innovate. And many of the innovation that goes on with large corporations is through open innovation and with um, relationships with universities and startups. So in that sense, you know, we might um, find a large corporation that wants to, um, you know, or needs to have the small tiendas growing um, and we might do programs there. But in general, our focus is more on startups, universities, and helping large corporations innovate, and many of them in, in, in partnership with others. Okay, well, we'll just link to that. Um, I, I found it interesting that in the last few weeks, in the, especially in the Barrios Populares, uh, a lot of businesses or vacant premises have opened up fruit and veg stores. So that seems to be uh, one area where there's a bit of a demand. It might be the bigger ones just branching out, but a lot of them have sprung up uh, overnight. I'm not sure if you've noticed that in Bogota. Well, I'm actually not in Bogota right now, but yeah, I can imagine. That's oh. why I said that 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 actually food and beverages is probably going to be the the fastest growing segment of our economy in the next um, year. Yeah, uh, just to talk about, of course, the, the other big city in Colombia is Medellin, and there's always this competition between the two. Um, I'm pretty much because of. Well, by, by virtue of the fact that I've been here since 2011, I'm in the Bogota camp in many ways. But a lot of foreigners and locals, too, will, will say that Medellin is far better equipped. It's got better infrastructure. It's got a metro. And of course, that's an ongoing debate here for Bogota. Um, so obviously, you're, in your position, you're going to defend Bogota, why it is better than Medellin. Or do you, do you play into that competition thing or, or you're just happy to see two thriving cities? Well, no, I, I would say that I'm happy to see th two thriving cities with very, very different characteristics. Um, you know, Bogota is, is, is the capital. It is the gr largest growing economy. It's this Financial Times article actually highlights why it is um, so strong business-wise, having, you know, most, of, it's the highest ranking in the Financial Times report. Um, and having said that, Medellin has something that's very wonderful, and that's that um, their public-private par partnership uh, are, are, are very solid, and that has allowed to have a lot of institutional arrangements which help it um, develop and prosper. Um, people are also very entrepreneurial. I would say that, that it's it's um you know it's kind of like comparing new york and 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 maybe san francisco it's they're two wonderful cities um very different um both have a lot of things to draw from yeah exactly kind of apple apples and pears yeah. uh, in that regard i guess yeah very different uh by the way you said you're not in in bogota now so are, are you in the country though yeah i'm i'm in uh, cundinamarca in in a municipality near bogota yeah yeah and obviously, Bogota Connect works, as you mentioned earlier, too, not just for Bogota, but for the for the Departamento of Cundinamarca yes, yes, also. Yes, we work in both. And right now, as I was saying, we have this large project with 120 SMEs all over Cundinamarca, helping them to grow and to thrive um, in this uh, situation. But, but we've been working with these uh, 120 SMEs even before um, the COVID pandemic. Okay. Uh, by the way, just just to wrap this up, then, if there are people on the outside or abroad listening to this um, and thinking perhaps of moving to Bogota to to set up or the region, 
Uh, obviously, there's a, a lot of caveats to play here with coronavirus, uh, especially considering flights aren't entering the country. But let's say in a few months' time, we get back to something resembling normality and they have business ideas. You, you would obviously encourage these kind of people to, to reach out to you? Yes, of course. And, and if we can't, um, I would definitely say to reach out to Invest in Bogota, which is our agency um, uh, responsible for helping people wanting to come in to set up shop in Colombia and in Bogota in particular. And um, you can find more information about us in www.connectbogota.org. And yes, we, we, we'd love to, especially I know the city of Bogota would, be, would love to um, have um, more organizations and companies coming in. Obviously, it's a difficult time everywhere. But yes, we hope that um, the, com- the world and, and the country and the city will be able to open up soon and that a vaccine will be found or... Um, that will allow us to regain some sense of normalcy. And thanks so much. Very yeah, well, interesting interview. So um, I hope uh, your, your um, I was going to say readers, but they're not, or your listeners will, L- listeners, will yeah. have found um, what we do interesting. And if, um, if you want to have more information, please reach out to us um, through our webpage. Yeah, well, that, that's that, that's the point. That's what we're we're hoping to do, at least. Anyway, uh, Diana, look, Diana, I, uh, pleasure and thanks uh, for taking the time uh, to talk to us here at Wrongways Columbia Cast. If you do want to get in touch with the show, you can contact me via my Facebook uh, page. That's uh, at Wrongway Corrigan Blog or the Twitter handle W A Corrigan. It was wonderful speaking with you. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Okay, all the best and ciao ciao. Ciao ciao.